Who does this guy think he is? Are we making a comeback or something? Episodes on consecutive weeks? Oh, yeah, buddy. You better believe it. We're going to talk about some place fixing. We're going to talk about some dead people. Let's go. And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Okay, that might have sounded a little glib. We're going to talk about some dead people. We're going to talk about the very serious uh, problem of uh, a rash of dead bodybuilders. Um, we're going to do that coming up here. And um, we're going to talk about some place fixing. I don't know, would this be considered a scandal or something like that? We shall see. This is uh, paying for placements at competitions, basically. Pay to play. So, uh Boy, I tell you what, it's kind of good to be back. Well, it is good to be back. Not kind of. It's good to be back. Uh, I've been, I think we talked about this in 199. By the way, welcome to episode 200. This is the fanfare with which we are celebrating our 200th episode. Um, yay. Uh, if I had a bottle of champagne, I would pop it into the microphone. Um, maybe, uh, hold on. I'm going to insert a space right here, and I'm going to find a sound effect and do that. Ready? Everybody celebrate. One, two, three. Ah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, freesound.org, for that sound effect. I haven't got it yet, but I'm going to go back and edit that in. So, reminder to self, i got to make a note. Edit in champagne cork sound effect. Okay, cool. Um, so, man, last week was a bit of a trip. Getting this, uh, getting episode 199 uploaded. So, I hadn't hadn't done one in a while. And for some reason, I, mean, I remember how to do it, right? It's not like it's a skill that I forget completely. But technical issue after technical issue. That episode finally got online four days after I thought I had uploaded it. So, what a pain in the ass. Oh, my God. Anyway, I think I'm good now. This one should be up today. Maybe today is Friday, the 6th. Um, just based on how the rest of my day is going to play out, it might not totally get done and up until tomorrow, the 7th, just because I've got to do artwork and all that stuff, which hasn't been done yet. So, um the perils of running a one-man show. I know I talked several episodes back about how things were going to be changing here, um, and they will. Things will be changing. Problem is, I just don't have the manpower to pull it off by myself right now. Um, so I need to either farm some stuff out to willing parties or, um, I don't know, <laughs> or hire an intern or something like that. I got no clue. I got no clue. Anyway, I um, had some good feedback from people on episode 199. Um, so thank you for that. Talking uh, about progressive overload and stuff like that. So um, funny episode, not a podcast episode, a funny, funny event from last week. I'll tell you about. So, um, you know, for a, a long while we had that call in number. And if you've been listening to this, you would uh, hear me play, uh, voicemails from listeners who would call in, leave a message and I'd, I'd play their comment and then respond to it. I really like that format. I wouldn't get in a whole lot of feedback through it though. Um, and eventually that number was a Google voice phone number and they shut it down because nobody was calling in. So I'm like, Oh, well that's kind of a defeated concept. All right. So, um, that is, that is no longer. However, the phone number was still up on the website, except spoiler alert. It was the wrong phone number. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would know if uh, if uh, if people were calling in because the phone number that was up there was actually my wife's phone number. 
<laughs> so the uh, the hilarious thing was because hers hers and and my phone number they're like the only two phone numbers that I have memorized. So when I was editing the website at some point, I just like I don't know whatever type type type, and I just typed in her phone number just absentmindedly because you know it's it's at the top of my mind. Um, and so she texted me the other day, and I'm going to read this here because it was hilarious. Um, where is it? I'm going to go back. Um, this is funny. So, um, full disclosure, I have a client named Theron who is in Texas. Uh, I train him and his wife, Romy. Hey, guys. How you doing? If you're listening, Theron is currently about 40 episodes behind, so he will probably hear this in a year and realize that I'm name-dropping him. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, so, uh, text from my wife. This was from, what, what day is this here? Tuesday, May 3rd uh, at, uh, oh, this is around, when is this here? How can I tell on my freaking phone? Is it going to be stupid or what? 10.01 in the morning. Um, she says, quote, I have a voicemail from Theron from Texas asking me about weightlifting. I'm going to call him back and tell him to eat a Pop-Tart. Um <laughs> Which, which is her response for pretty much everything um, whenever anything work-related comes up. Um, I'll, I'll tell her, you know, we'll have the typical, like, hey, how was your day conversations? I'll be like, who, man, I had some hard check-ins today. She's like, well, if you ever need me to take over, just let me do it for a day, and I'm just going to tell everyone to go eat a Pop-Tart. Um, that's that's her her solution for everything, which I can appreciate that. I, I like the simplicity of it. So uh, anyway, I thought that was hilarious. And it just kept me like, what in the world? Why is Theron calling you? He has my number. Why would he? And it turns out, so she played the voicemail for me. And it was very much a voicemail that was intended for the podcast. And then my, the wheels started churning. Uh, and then, you know, with Darren's help, I figured out what went wrong. So, uh, anyway, I thought that was hilarious. So, um, I'd love to have that call in number, make a comeback, but, um, you know, maybe we got to build up some demand. We got to grow the audience first. So that there's thousands of people listening to every episode. And then maybe I can get three people to call in a week or something like that. And if that's the case, then I'll, uh, I'll get that number set back up. So anyway, um, let's start off with a, uh, Something I saw, I'm a member of a, a group on Facebook. It's, uh, that's not right. Um, where is it? I saved something from that group specifically. Here it is. All right. There we go. So is this, okay. Sorry. Organizing files on my computer here. I got stuff in the wrong place. Uh, a member of a, a bodybuilding group on um, Facebook. And I saw this posted there. And I'm going to, this is, um, this is a bit involved, so I'm, I'm going to just kind of read this statement. This is from the Arnold Sports Festival UK. So, um, what what do we need to know? Uh, what what's the background that we need on this? There's a uh, promotional group, uh, promotional company. They they they're promoters for shows, and they're called Two Bros Pro Events. Now. Between you and me, that is an absolutely stupid name for uh, a company that does promotional um, stuff for bodybuilding shows. But whatever, Two Bros Pro is the name of this. Is this? I'm sorry. Is the stupid name of this organization that uh, promotes these events? So that's I think the really the only background that we need to know on that. So that name will get referenced here, and just know that that's the promotional company involved. So. Um, I have a lot of questions about this, but this, this concerns the place fixing scandal. So, um, 
The uh, this is from it looks like it. This is kind of a press release from the Arnold Sports Festival UK. So the the subject line said Two Bros Pro stripped of hosting the 2022 Arnold Sports UK bodybuilding show. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So as the promotional organization responsible for putting that on, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine that's one of the largest shows in the UK. So, uh, so now the question is, you know, does that show happen or what? Um, what? What is the what's supposed to be the date on that show? Also, like, how soon is this? That's another question that I have here. Let me just take a look here. Arnold Sports Festival UK. Um, website ArnoldSportsFestivalUK.com. 23rd through 25th of September. Okay. Now, is there mention of Two Bros Pro on this website still? That's a real question here. Um, latest news, blah, 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 blah. Okay. There's a picture of Jay Cutler randomly for some reason. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Maybe there's the Arnold Sports Festival UK. Um link down below about this is really just about the Arnold Sports Festival um, contact just trying to see uh, doesn't, doesn't say, no this is just going to an info at Arnold Sports Festival UK email address um, exhibitors maybe um, I'm trying to see some kind of indication and, and affiliation here so uh, and it could be just be that they've scrubbed it completely, and they're they're looking for a different promoter um, right now. I don't know. Um, here's a, like a, a map of the ex- exhibit space. Okay, looks fine. Um, news. I'm assuming it's probably not under news. They wouldn't really want this to be a huge deal here. Yeah, no, I got nothing. Okay, all right. So that uh, kind of remains to be seen as far as what the current status is, and uh, you know. They got, you know, four months to figure this out, basically four and a half months. So we'll see what happens. So here's the text of the press release. I'm just going to read this and try to interrupt myself as little as possible as I go through this. Quote, multiple sources have now confirmed our reporting that two bros pro events have been stripped of hosting the 2022 Arnold Sports Festival bodybuilding show. So immediately I know that this is actually not a press release put out by the Arnold Sports Festival UK. I think this is actually put out by uh, this is linked from an Instagram account, UK Beef Magazine, I think. So uh, I'm assuming they're the source on that. Okay. I said I wasn't going to interrupt myself. I made it one sentence. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Continuing on, quote, The organizers of the Arnold's UK became aware of the extensive history of financial misconduct by the director of Two Bros Pro, Ian Constable, who was declared, quote, bankrupt indefinitely in 2008 due to filing for bankruptcy previously on numerous occasions. So just for reference, 14 years ago. Okay, bankrupt indefinitely. I don't know what that means. If that's specifically a, something that happens in the UK, I have never heard of that phrase here in the States. So that's, that's a foreign concept to me. I don't know what that means. Continuing on, the indefinite bankruptcy declaration means he is legally not allowed to be the director of or manage a business in the UK. Ian continued to flout these rules and has dissolved Two Bros Pro twice since 2017 to avoid paying any taxes. Hmm. The current company listing of Two Bros LTD lists the director as a Mr. Hoai Nam, an unknown Vietnamese character who has no ties to British bodybuilding. 
not necessarily a problem editorial note there um you cannot have you you can be unknown and not have ties to bodybuilding and still be the director of a company that is involved in bodybuilding that is legal that is fine is it maybe shady Eh, raises an eyebrow at least for sure Continuing on, the previous version of Two Bros events on the company's house website was struck off. Don't know what that means. This fraudulent system of closing companies, fraudulent system closing of companies uh, to avoid tax and avoid repayment of the debts left the Arnold Sports Festival UK no choice but to sever ties with Ian Constable and Two Bros Pro. So, hmm, okay. So it seems at first that they're... uh, the canceling of that contract was mostly related to the fact that uh, they had issues with how the company was run. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, I'd say shady business practices, um, potentially, you know, is that legal? I'm not a tax expert. Um, It sounds like, you know, I'm not sure what the equivalency would be in the UK, but here in the US, that sounds very much like exploiting a loophole, which is probably technically legal, if not necessarily uh, sound business. So, um, continuing on from the very outset of two bros pro in the United kingdom, Ian constable has leveraged his appointment as the UK representative of the NPC to convince numerous sponsors to part with vast sum of cash, some S O M E of cash in all instances, Ian constable simply took the money and gave nothing back. Hmm. Uh, when these sponsors have asked for what they have been promised, Ian Constable simply blocked their accounts on social media. Okay, I'm going to stop right here. So this sounds very much like bullshit gossip to me. Like there, there's no substantiation here. There's no evidence. It's simply accusations being thrown around. So we got to take everything here with a grain of salt. Uh, continuing, the only sponsor who has received a credible return from their association with Two Bros Pro is 10X Athletic USA, the number 10, letter X, Athletic USA. It has been widely reported, by whom, in the past that 10X Athletic USA is simply a place-fixing scam which operates under the guise of being a supplement brand. Hmm, okay. The director of 10X Athletic USA, Justin Toonbridge, better known as Justin Mr. JT, insert eye roll here, uh, and his business partner, 10X Ali, insert another eye roll here with the fucking nicknames, Jesus Christ, who has ties to organized crime, <laughs> okay, would simply approach athletes at two bros pro shows to offer to sponsor them. The athletes in many cases were promised IFBB pro cards if they joined 10X Athletic. This place-fixing scam is the most disgraceful episode in the history of British bodybuilding. Uh, we're going to come back to that. It has been confirmed by multiple sources that 10X Athletic USA has been giving Ian Constable kickbacks or bribes whenever a 10X athlete was to be awarded a pro card or a higher placing. The Arnold Sports Festival UK organizers have finally taken their correct step and removed Two Bros Pro from hosting the Arnold Sports Festival in the UK, which is one of the industry's most prestigious bodybuilding events. The decision to sever ties with Two Bros Pro came on the back of mounting allegations of financial misconduct by Ian Constable and is one that was unavoidable to protect the rich history of the Arnold sporting brand. Okay, few things here. Is it because of how the company was ran or was it because of this place fixing thing? Because those are two entirely separate things. And it sounds like what they're trying to do here is take a shotgun approach and paint with a broad brush because somebody's got a beef with somebody else and doesn't like this Ian Constable guy. This sounds to me, I don't know. I don't to, to, to to quote, quote, uh, 
Ruth Langmore, I don't know shit about fuck, okay, when it comes to this stuff, but uh, th- this seems very shady, and I'm not talking about the allegations here, but I'm talking about the way that um, the Arnold Sports Fest UK is being reported as handling this. So this is all secondhand stuff. There's no official statement from the Arnold Sports Festival on this. Now, does anything in here sound implausible? Well, no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's absolutely no evidence um, supplied here, which I get it. This is not like a uh, this is not like a police report or anything like that. It's not this is not something that's going to be admissible in court. They're not you know, this isn't a deposition or anything like that. So it's not on the burden of, of them to supply evidence for some kind to meet some kind of legal standard. They're just reporting. But the lack of evidence is, is something that's worth noting. I think it's like there's a lot of allegations. There's a lot of bullshit gossip. And, you know, the, there was one note in here that said, uh, you know, it has been widely reported in the past. OK, well, by whom, you know, by whom, to whom, uh, what does widely reported mean? Does it mean that two people sent you direct messages in your Instagram account? I mean, I feel like it could be something like that. I don't know. Um, so it's just, yeah. What was it? Uh, from the very outset, Constables leveraged his appointment as the UK representative to convince numerous sponsors to part with vast sum of cash. Again, misspelled. Um, in all instances, Constables simply took the money and gave nothing back. Again, evidence. You know, anybody going to come forward with this? Can you name names? Anything at all? There's just there's not, it's very flimsy. That being said. I know some shady motherfuckers in this industry that <laughs> that. I, this does not sound unlikely to me. Uh, so both things can be true. This can be a very flimsy case, and it can also sound very plausible. And that's kind of where I'm sitting on it right now. Um, I don't know Ian Constable at all. I don't know his name. I don't know anything about him. Uh, based on this, I mean, there's some facts that there, there's something that kind of sound like facts, like the whole bankruptcy thing, reorganizing the company. That sounds pretty legit. Like, you know, without digging into it, just as a gut check, I'm like, yeah, it's, that's probably real. That doesn't sound like something that would get made up because it would be pretty easy to prove that wrong. Um, you're actually giving specifics there. I can I can get behind that. So that seems reasonable. And so that's, that's enough for me to kind of, uh, you know, paint with a broad brush and say, yeah, this kind of sounds like a shady dude. And then at that point, anything else sounds possible, which is probably why they threw that note in there. Um, but the, the place fixing thing, here, here is where I have a little bit of an issue with that. So they, I think um, this in this statement, and I don't know what UK Beef Magazine, um, I mean, they clearly, this does not sound like a journalistic entity. It sounds like they have a stake in this. Um, like they have a stake in taking down this guy or this organization or something like that. So I, I'm wondering what the motives are, if there's some kind of personal vendetta from whoever runs this account um, towards Ian Constable, um, entirely possible. So I'm, I'm curious about that too. Um, but uh, it said it has been widely reported in the past that 10X Athletic USA is simply a place fixing scam, which operates under the guise of being a supplement brand. So with that statement, I think UK Beef Magazine, who reported this, I think they overplayed their hand um, because that statement doesn't sit with me. Um, that is pretty factually incorrect. Um, 10X Athletic USA 
is a supplement company. Now, if I was going to operate a place-fixing scam, there are a shit ton of easier ways to do it than starting a legitimate supplement company through which to funnel that activity. That's a lot of work, starting up a supplement brand. Give me a break. (laughs) So, uh, under the guise of being a supplement brand, they are a supplement brand. Now, is there shady stuff happening um, under the table? Entirely possible. But you kind of overplay your hand, and it it makes us question the credibility of everything that you put in here with statements like that. So, this is less of a bodybuilding report and more of like a, a... Uh, journalistic editorial commentary I think like I I don't like this if I was the editor of this I'd be like we got to change that we got to clean this up so clearly they don't have an editor I don't think so they need one they need one if your guys are hiring I don't want the job (laughs) I I got enough to do without cleaning up your crap statements here Um, and the nicknames Justin Mr. JT just just use your name people don't use a nickname that you gave yourself because it's dumb. What are we? Are we 13 now? Give me a break. Good Lord. Uh, I, I, I've talked about this before. I can't stand bodybuilders who give themselves nicknames. And that's what happens every time. Nobody gives anybody else a nickname. You give yourself a nickname, and it's just so dumb. It's like referring to yourself in the third person. You know, I'm reminded of Jimmy in the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> Oh God, that was classic. So yeah, it's just it's just lame. It's lame. So uh, the athletes in many cases were promised IFBB Pro cards if they joined 10X Athletic, like as a, uh, a brand rep or something like that. You know, in many cases, I mean, clearly they're not naming names here. I, I think you got to at some point. You need somebody to go on the record here and offer a statement. And there's nothing. It's just uh, completely unfounded accusations, and you know. I don't doubt that this is probably true, but I don't think you can put out this statement without offering some specifics, people. Point being, I I guess, Darren, what is your point with all this? Well, my point is I needed something to talk about on the podcast. That's what I needed. Uh, My point is, without inducing a whole lot of paranoia, I think it's important to know um, that this stuff happens. Now, whether this is legit or not, I don't know. But something like this does happen, and it does happen pretty regularly. It's well known that bodybuilding is a political sport. Everybody says that, and yet everybody continues to put a lot of stock in placings it shows. I'm like, I'm not going to say that this has as much to do with determining placement it shows as anything else, but it's certainly a factor in a lot of shows. Now, if you're doing some little, like, you know... uh, show in the middle of nowhere that has 30 people in it. I mean, you know, it's going to be less of a concern just because I don't think anybody's going to be pushing and paying money for a a high placing at something like that. But, you know, national level shows, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. So the important thing to know is, yes, this goes on. This, this does go on, which is why I have called repeatedly here um, and shout from the mountaintops for anybody who will hear me to have more accountability in how um, judging is conducted. Because when you have stuff like this and you have a very opaque judging system that hides the decision making process from people, um, you, the whole sport loses credibility and that's a huge problem. So, uh, and again, the scoring sheets, you know, if you've ever looked at a, a, a judge's score sheet from a bodybuilding show, it is a list of names going down in rows in the columns. It is the respective judge numbers, judge number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, and so on. 
and you can see how each judge scored each competitor just by ranking them in order. Like, oh, this person's first, this person's second, this person's third. Okay. So then you look at, you know, the top competitor on the list. Okay. Well, this, um, this uh, judge scored them seventh. This judge scored them fifth. This judge scored them eighth. Cool. You take all those numbers, you add them up, you do that for all the competitors. The one with the lowest number, obviously, was scored in the highest placing by the most judges, and that's your winner. So then you just take that total column, you sort from low to high, and those are your placings. First, second, third, fourth, fifth. So if you've got five judges and it's a unanimous, like, okay, this, everybody had this person first, that person's going to get five points, which is the lowest possible score. That person wins. So um, that's it. All you're asking the judges to do is document who they think is best, who they think is second best, who they think is third best. There's no rationale or reasoning expected, given, offered, nothing. So um, that's a problem. That's a problem. Well, why, why did you have that person first? Oh, well, you know, I, I thought that they looked better than everybody else. Or, oh, you know what? They had much better size than everybody else. They weren't as conditioned, but I thought that their size overcame that. Or actually, I received 500 bucks under the table. That's why I had them first. You know, who the fuck knows? You don't know. You don't know. But if you, if you say, you know, I had this person first because I scored them, um, this way on size, this way on symmetry, this way on proportion, this way on conditioning, this way on presentation, then you can say like, wait, hold on. You scored that person that way on size, but this person that way on size? How? Look at the photos. That's way off. So you, you, you're providing some accountability against the judges at that point, which discourages stuff like this. So um, ultimately, it creates a little bit more work. There are ways around that. I've talked about that here as well by computerizing the whole thing to some extent. Um, you know, it's, it's technology. It's 2022, right? We can live stream shows. We don't have to do paper um, judging scorecards. You know, we can do this shit where everybody has a tablet. All the judges have a tablet. They're all wired into a system. You know, somebody's going to make some money by coming up with some kind of app that requires a login that all the judges, you know, they all have it on their tablet. They all log in. They're like, enter your credentials. What show are you scoring today? This one here. All the competitor lists are in there. Cool. And then it's just, you know, checking boxes, blah, 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 blah. Submit. Cool. It goes to the head judge. And so somebody will make a bunch of money by putting that app together and they will save the support of bodybuilding in the process. So. So, um, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. So anyway, um, we're going to take a quick break here and, uh, then we're going to come back and talk about why, why we have so many bodybuilders dying. Okay. That was some kind of a lame attempt at a transition sound effect. I don't have one. So anyway, I'm back. What did I do? I just ate and, uh, finished up some work. So there we go. That's your, uh, it's your hard edit right there. So I want to talk a little bit about some dead bodybuilders and I don't want to be glib about it, but you know, let's call a spade a spade. Um, there've been a lot of reports of some high profile competitors, um, dying in the last, you know, year, two years, three years. It's not a new phenomenon, right? So, um, I mean, lately, I think most recently um, was uh, one that, you know, she wasn't like, you know, a bodybuilding celebrity. So it kind of faded from the news. But um, Stacey Cummings um, recently passed away. Uh, she was an IFBB figure pro, I do believe. Um, and then more recently, um, Cedric McMillan. 
Sean Rodin. So, and, and that's just in the past, you know, handful of months here. So, uh, it's been, there are more names going back to, you know, handful of years ago, Dallas McCarver before that. And there's, uh, there's a few things to discuss here. And clearly, I mean, whenever there's, uh, there's news of a bodybuilder who has died, everybody makes the assumption, Oh, steroids. So, and, uh, to be clear, uh, there are risks associated with anabolic use. Yes, that is known and obvious to everybody. So I'm not going to discount that. I do think it's important to take a realistic look at things, though. And one thing that uh, I can spoil right now, I don't have any inside information on any of these cases. So, um, But we can talk intelligently about some stuff and just you know, kind of not specifically with any one case, but very generally kind of speculate as to what's going to be contributing factors. And I have some statistics here, um, courtesy of thebarbell.com also that, uh, that ran some numbers on some of this stuff. I kind of question their methodology on this a little bit, but generally speaking, it's like, okay, it kind of holds water. So, um, so a, a few general things to cover. And this was, um, you know, keep, keep your political persuasions out of it, et cetera, but we'll use COVID as an example here. So, um, when the, uh, vaccine was first released, I remember there was a port, a report out of a European country and I want to say it was the Netherlands or something like that, where they administered the vaccine to the entire population of the nursing home. And then within two weeks or something like that, there were six reported deaths. And this made news in the U.S. and everybody's saying, see, the vaccines kill people, blah, 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 blah. Discounting the fact that six deaths in this nursing home, it, it was pretty typical for the time span. Because if you have a, a nursing home that's large enough, you're going to have people dying on a regular basis. That's, you know, that's a, the outcome of being in a nursing home. <laughs> That's, that's usually the last place that you live. So, um, so the, the carryover here is that um, bodybuilders are human and they're going to die. And sometimes they die unexpectedly. And it, it's not necessarily because they're a bodybuilder or something associated with that lifestyle. Sometimes it just happens. You know? so, um, so I think that's just worth knowing um, and, and saying out loud again, I don't know if that is relevant for any of these recent cases, but it's just something to keep in mind. Like, you know, as they say, the only two things that are guaranteed in life are death and taxes. Um, and apparently if you're Ian constable, taxes is not a, not a constant because apparently you can avoid that with enough loopholes. But, um, anyway, just wanted to say that. Um, uh, so a couple of things um, that are worth noting, you look at a guy like Cedric McMillan, you look at a guy like, Sean Roden. And I think the, um, there was something in, uh, what was it? What did I see, uh, in here? Uh, this was like from a Google search or something. And it was about Cedric and it said he died what, as a result of, um, COVID and something else, which doesn't really jive with, um, what I had, uh, he, he had reported health issues that were going on for months before uh, before he passed away, and it did not sound COVID-related at all to me. I'm not a doctor. Let's keep that in mind, too. So, um, But I, I thought that was kind of suspicious because like, there's you can go on his Instagram, and you can see there he's got like a seven-minute-long video back in 
I don't know when it was earlier part of the year um, where he's talking about, you know, how his system is messed up and he can't keep food down and stuff like that. And I mean, clearly that, that seems again, not being a doctor, that seems like, you know, eventually that's going to, that's a sign of something that's wrong. Right. So, um, another thing to keep in mind though, with these guys is, you know, you've got guys that are pushing 300 pounds and it's one thing to be 300 pounds and just obese. It's another thing to be 300 pounds and pretty damn lean and just carrying a fuck ton of muscle on your frame. <clears throat> so in both cases, you could say, you could make the argument that the human body isn't necessarily supposed to be that size and it places demands on all of your body systems. Um, the demands of the muscle, however, are greater. Um, it, it's harder for a body to maintain that much muscle mass and the stuff that you have to do in order to maintain that muscle mass with food. And also, you know, you don't see any natty bodybuilders walking around at 300 pounds, you know, close to contest lean. So, so there's, there's clearly anabolics involved and a lot of them, you know, I don't care what anybody says. Nobody's getting up to that size, running a very, you know, conservative cycle of, you know, I'm running 400 milligrams of testosterone a week and that's it. Bullshit. You're lying. You're running a bunch of stuff and you just don't want to be straight about it. So, um, that's just a, I hate to say that anything's an indisputable fact, but that's pretty close. So, um, you're, you're running a lot of stuff. You, you know, the, there is certain things that associate with that lifestyle that are also hard on your system, um, but also just being that size is hard on your system. You know, it's hard on your cardiovascular system. It's hard on everything. So it's hard on your circulatory system. It's hard on your respiratory system. You know, everything has to work that much harder to maintain a body that size. So yeah, there's, there's additional stress that gets placed on all of your body systems. Um, Talking about anabolic specifically, like, you know, there's, I always say that there's a, 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 there's a, there's abuse and then there's use and the gap between those two, you could probably drive a truck through. Uh, and also there's, you know, shades of gray on, on both, uh, both ends of the spectrum too. So you can certainly overdo it and that's going to create a problem. Now, the thing is like, you know, you talk about, you know, a heroin overdose, you know, you can die of a heroin overdose where you, uh, boy, I'm about to sound really dumb. You inject heroin. Do you, I don't know. This shows how I got some street smarts. Let me tell you, how do you use heroin? I have no fucking clue. Do you inject it? I, I see people injecting drugs in like TV shows and stuff. I don't know. I would assume it's heroin. I don't know. It was a crack. I don't know. You snort cocaine, right? I got that. I've seen enough of that on TV. I, I get that you snort that. You can probably do something else with it too. I don't know. Whatever. So anyway, you can inject something like I'm going to pretend and say heroin here. Pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Um, and you can ha you can suffer an acute death, like a death that's directly attributable to that action. You know, not long afterwards. It's not like oh, I injected this heroin. I I injected too much, and then a month later you die from that. It's like no, it's it's pretty immediate. That is acute. So um, the thing is, steroid abuse doesn't generate acute problems. You, you don't inject too much testosterone and then die the next day. So what that means is that, and, and we know this, right? There are markers left behind that you can test for and you can see how your body's doing. And that's called blood work. So if you get blood work done at somewhat regular intervals, if there are problems, you will know it. You'll know if there is a problem with your blood. You'll know if there is a problem with an organ, you know, uh, liver, kidneys, that kind of stuff. Uh, 
these are things that are knowable. Um, the problem is a lot of bodybuilders don't take the time because it does take additional work. It is a pain in the ass, but it's almost kind of like a free pass. You know, if you cycle responsibly and you manage your blood work and you watch it closely, um, you are setting yourself up for success and longevity. So, I mean, you will, you will experience greater success as a bodybuilder and, um, you are not going to have to pay the price of a life that's cut short. Now, if you don't do that, if you cycle irresponsibly and check your blood work, well, that's still good. As long as you're willing to change your behaviors, if the blood work shows that something's out of whack, the problem is somebody who is going to cycle irresponsibly is not necessarily thinking with a very rational brain at all times. And is also, I would say, probably more likely to think of themselves as being invincible. Like, oh, well, that's a little high, but that's not a huge problem, right? It's a problem. Fix it. Fix it. Change your behaviors. So um, just because you get your blood work checked does not mean that you are necessarily following the recommendations that would be logical steps from the results of that blood work. So, But if you cycle, whether it's responsibly or irresponsibly, and your blood work comes back and everything's within range, hey, guess what? Cool cool. Good. Keep getting it checked. You know, not every month, but twice a year. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so that, that's the smart thing to do. I think, um, a lot of bodybuilders who die and the the things that um, would be complications from, um, steroid use would be heart disease and would be, um, organs, you know, liver, kidney, that kind of stuff. So, um, if, if those are in check, then, you know, you're, you're probably pretty good. You know, I'd, I'd hesitate to say that, Oh, you're totally fine. But I'd say, you know, you're, you're checking the things that would be of concern and good. They're being managed. Everything's being kept at a reasonable level. Awesome. Um, so, that's another part of it. Um, the things that are more publicized and well, I don't know about more publicized, but tend to hit a little bit more dramatically. I mean, what's publicized is when somebody who is high profile dies, like somebody, somebody like Cedric, um, you know, he's a top level competitor, very popular. And, uh, when he dies, regardless of how immediately it's all kinds of speculation, et cetera, you know, <laughs> Looking at comments on uh, the the posts that were announcing he died, everybody said it's the COVID vaccine that killed him, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, good Lord. Okay. Um, Could be a lot of things, but uh, I don't even want to speculate. So the concerns are just being too fucking big. You know, I mean, when you are that size, yeah, I mean you're 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 trading size for for longevity at that point. Like you can't sustain that size, um, and at some point you get to a certain age and your body really doesn't want to support that size anymore. It's easier when you're younger, but naturally, like you're going to start to lose size. And if you start doing stupid shit to try and maintain that size, that's when you're going to run into problems. Again, not acute problems where you inject something and then you die the next day, but things that beat up your body. And then if you bury your head in the sand and don't get your blood work checked, that's going to be a problem. So, um, of greater concern, I think, because these are things that, you know, with, with, anabolics, et cetera, like you can do things and dig a hole for yourself. But if you monitor your blood work, you can get checked out and you'll be okay. As long as you change behaviors. Once again, the bigger concern is with something like diuretics, which, 
can cause much more acute problems. And um, one of the largest problems here is that most people don't understand how diuretics work. Um, and so th this was a big issue last year. You know, we talked about it on the podcast here about coaching protocols, creating huge uh, diuretic protocols from coaches, creating huge health complications for bodybuilders. And in some cases, people dying, you know, backstage the day after the show, something like that. When you see something like that, that's a diuretic problem every time. And it's just because of a complete lack of understanding of how they work. Um, because diuretics typically are pretty safe. Like you take one and you know how to, how to, to how to do it, what to do with it, what not to do with it. You're probably going to be okay. That's probably fine. I, I still don't recommend it, but you know, that's, it's a reasonable thing to do. They are prescribed all the time. What you don't see is physicians prescribing two and three diuretics all at once. And when you have a coach that is recommending uh, two to three diuretics all at once, and you have a competitor that doesn't know what the fuck any of them do, but they're like, well, they said, take this. Okay, cool. And you don't understand the mechanism for how they work in the body. You are creating a shit storm. And as a coach, that's irresponsible. Um, so I don't know how coaches send out those protocols and do so with a clean conscience. It's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, huge risk there, huge risk, huge risk, because you're then assuming that the person taking it, first of all, they're going to understand the directions. And uh, I see this all the time where it's, you know, oh, take half a diazide. Okay, well, that's not really a unit of measurement because I would not, as a coach, make the assumption that all diazide tabs are the same dosage. Now, they're probably most of them are, but what if somebody has some weird one that's double the regular dose because they bought it off of some fucking website that delivered something from China that was just packaged weirdly, and so it's just double the dose of a standard diazide tab? Well, now they're taking half of that, but that's double the dose that you want them to take. So the protocols are just too vague, and people don't understand how they work. It's just a massive mess. So that is the thing that's going to create more acute problems for competitors. Um, so generally speaking, my, my tack on that would be just say no, just say no. If, if you're competing at a level where prescription diuretics are going to help you out, it is incumbent upon you to understand how they work. Do not rely on your coach for that. Even if your coach is me, although if your coach is me, I'm not going to tell you to take one um, because it's just not something that I feel comfortable with putting in your hands. If I'm there backstage with you and can, you know, hand them out like candy, which would make me, you know, uh, which would be me performing an illegal act because I'm distributing prescription drugs and I'm not a physician. So there's a little bit of a problem there. But if I could do that, then I'd feel a little bit more comfortable with it. But otherwise, it's like, no. No, 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 no. And usually you don't need to anyway. So, um, you know, I, I've, diuretics fuck up more people than they help. And I'm not just talking about health issues, but I'm talking about not using them correctly and they just don't end up doing what they're supposed to be doing in the first place. So, which is shed water. So lots of issues there. Um, but also, you know, you, you can have health issues from abuse of extreme diuretic protocols that are not necessarily just acute. Like if you screw up your diuretic protocol or if you do it correctly, but it's a terrible protocol, you're probably going to feel pretty lousy day of, day after the show, day after that. It might take you a while to recover, but you might not recover for several months. Uh, you know, there've been, there've been plenty of stories like that as well, where it takes a while to bounce back. And sometimes like, you know, it, in a case like Cedric, it wouldn't surprise me if that was a complication from, you know, some diuretic protocol that he had done for a show months earlier. You know, uh, that it, 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 
would not stretch uh, credulity for me to buy into that. So again, I don't know what it was. I don't I want to spe- speculate on Cedric specifically, but just very generally speaking, like that time frame is, is still something where, yeah, diuretics can be causing issues the, the, da- that far down the line. Um, they can lead to, you know, organ failure or organ distress, something close to organ failure. So it, it's a problem. It's a problem. So um, the statistics that I see here, this is from, what was it, um, thebarbell.com. They compare mortality rates um, for various populations. So American men versus pro bodybuilders. Um, and uh, let's see. Generally speaking, the best way I would describe this is mortality rates are lower for pro bodybuilders than for an average American man. So that's good. But also you, you pick a bodybuilder. That's somebody who's ostensibly doing something that's geared towards health. It should be significantly lower, right? It's not, it's barely lower. So that, that tells me that, you know, there's, it's even though the statistic reads like that, it's probably actually higher risk um, than it otherwise should be. Um, cause we're talking like 18.9% for uh, American man, uh, 17.9% for a pro bodybuilder, how they define that. I'm not sure, but, um, so a 1% difference versus, you know, I, I would suspect if you look at other populations like NFL players, it's like 5%. Well, it should be closer to 5%, not like 1% lower. So, um, that's a little concerning there. Um, but the, the causes of death that they break down, um, the things that stand out to me, um, the occurrence of cancer is much lower among pro bodybuilders, which I feel might just be, uh, might have something to do with a, uh, small sample size here. I'm not sure. Um, the prevalence of cardiovascular related deaths is, is about 11% higher, 11 to 12% higher. So significant. The, uh, preponderance of kidney related deaths um among standard american males 1.7 percent bodybuilders 10 percent so and again that's something that you know blood work will show blood work will show that um liver is the same um respiratory is actually lower um brain is is similar unnatural deaths we're talking like murder suicide same rate so some of these things are, are pretty well controlled um the things that I'm noticing here are lower cancer rates, which I think that's probably more contributed to, you know, dietary, um, you know, being more in control of your diet versus the standard American diet. Uh, but cardiovascular deaths and kidney deaths, um, significantly higher, statistically significantly higher. So, um, main point being, um, if you are a natural bodybuilder, I think you will probably find yourself much closer to a mortality rate, which again, we're talking statistics, which is not something that you would use for, for individual health, but you're in a category that's probably much closer to like NFL players, MLB players, you know, um, athletes who are drug tested. Supposedly you can, there can be questions about how effective some of that drug testing is, but still you're, you're an athlete, you're drug tested. So you're fairly clean. I think you can expect that. Um, otherwise, um, I think if you're not, uh, if you're not a natural bodybuilder, uh, I just want to reinforce the importance of getting blood work done. Um, because, um, as long as you're not stupid and by stupid, I'm talking about more like diuretic abuse than anything else. Um, a, a lot of the health-related issues that would come from anabolic use or abuse um, can be easily avoided as long as you're looking for the signs. It's when you stop looking for the signs or when you have a sign presented to you and you decide to ignore it. 
that's when things become a problem. So cautionary tale to everyone out there. That is it. With that, we wrap up the very lighthearted and fun episode number 200 of the drop set. Um, as always, share this with your friends. Throw it on social media. Tag me, Instagram, at Darren underscore star. I appreciate you all listening. Um, I am traveling this next week, which is probably going to prohibit a podcast episode next week. Um, I'm traveling from Sunday through Wednesday. I'll be in New York City for a social media conference trying to get smart and learn how to do some shit. So um, we'll see. Uh, I didn't expect to have time to do one today, but I did. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Anyway, stay safe, y'all. We'll catch up in episode 201 either next week or the following week.